Welcome back and welcome to our new listeners. We're starting the second season of The Baker's Notebook, a podcast about home baking. I'm Stacy, a mom of two, and I enjoy baking with my kids when I'm not teaching biochemistry lab. And I'm Mia, a romance author and home baker. We're two longtime friends who met and bonded over the perfect apple pie. Bake along with us as we find new recipes to try. Listen as we compare notes about our successes and inevitable failures in the kitchen. Learn along with us as we become better home bakers, one delicious recipe at a time. This week, we're baking black and white pancake from Sola El Whaley for Food 52. Bake along with us. So Mia, you want to tell us a little bit about why you chose this recipe? Yeah, I first learned about Sola um, about the time she left Bon Appetit. There was a big dust up there and uh, I won't get too much into it, but <laughs> I started following her on Instagram and looking at all of her awesome recipes and the images of her cooking are so beautiful and the food just sounds delicious and interesting. And so I thought, let's go ahead and try one of her baking recipes. And one of the recipes that just looks so beautiful to me is this black and white uh, pound cake. And um it's just this gorgeous marble pound cake, but it's like stark white and dark, dark, dark cocoa. And I really thought it would be a great way to start out our new season because I'm like, pound cake. Pound cake is such a comforting recipe. Like, did you grow up eating any of that Sarah Lee pound cake when you oh, were a kid? Yes, I did. Yes. My, <laughs> my grandpa. Uh, my grandpa ate a slice of Sara Lee pound cake every night before going to bed. And he was a very early to bed person and an early riser. And he would always say early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. Uh, and he was never wealthy, but <laughs> um, but he at every night. I would still be up because he would go to bed so early. He would be there with his slice of frozen Sara Lee pound cake. It, and it didn't matter if we had other desserts to eat. He would pass those up for his Sara Lee pound cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still remember the like foil. Do you remember the foil yeah. package? And then how the sides would fold down over the cardboard cover. And I remember being a little, little kid and like pinching the sides closed because it was so interesting and fun to play <laughs> with. And do you remember how that top layer kind of peeled off? Yeah, it was like a little bit browner than everything yeah. else. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> oh. And sometimes it would stick to the sides of the bottom of the pan and you would like scrape it off when no one was looking because it was so delicious. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy you have Sarah Lee memories. <laughs> oh, I have very fond, very fond Sarah Lee memories because I can't think of my grandfather without thinking of that. Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> I know that from watching her, um, she has this, uh, we'll link to the recipe. You're, you're talking about Sola, um, not Sara Lee. Yeah, right? Sola. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know very much about Sara Lee, but I do know about Sola. So I'll link, I'll link the recipe on our website to the recipe. I'll link the recipe on our website. But there's also a video on the page where she bakes and introduces her pound cake. And it's Black and white pound cake is just one of the variations of like a basic pound cake recipe that she bakes. And um, I highly recommend that you watch the video. It's super interesting. And Sarah Lee was one of the inspirations for this particular, oh, wow. yeah, for this, um, this cake. There's something really nice about that dense, you know, 
loaf yeah <laughs> like block of cake yeah and she she cracked it I think that this is really close to that but in um using different ingredients and with a lot more flavor um, yes it's such a beautiful recipe and um What's really cool is that it uses this kind of a different kind of cocoa powder than I'm used to. Can you talk about the black cocoa powder? Well, it's called black cocoa powder. And that is why it truly is a black and white pound cake. When you look at the coloring of this, it is black and white. It's not just what you think of as chocolate and vanilla. You know, even dark chocolate is still more in the brown hue than the black hue. This black cocoa powder, um, I bought mine from Amazon. It was about $15 a pound, and which is a, a good size container. And it smells, when you open it, like crushed up Oreo cookies. <laughs> I, I think, personally, I think, you know, the next time that I ever want one of those uh, Oreo cookie crumb crusts for like a cheesecake i'm definitely going to add some of this black cocoa powder to it because it has such a good flavor it's it's more than chocolate i would say i mean what did, what did you think in terms of its flavor and did you use the black cocoa or did you use regular cocoa i totally used the black cocoa because we actually got to hang out <laughs> in person can you imagine we got to hang out in person a, a couple weeks ago and you told me is our kids were playing and you told me like have you have you opened the container for the black cocoa powder and I said I was just going to use regular because I'm very lazy and you said here let me give you some and you actually well, <laughs> I didn't know if you actually used it, it or if you went with your I'm just going to try the regular listen cocoa. <laughs> as soon as I opened it I'm like oh I'm totally going to use this this is awesome why wouldn't I okay like, she she did the work for me she found it and ordered it I'm going to use it <laughs> so yeah because a pound is a lot so I gave you a little jar of it yeah, I'm, and it looks like it's enough. You gave me enough, I think, to make this recipe two or three times. So, and it, you only made it once, Mia. I because only made it once. What? This is like, <laughs> is this is this what we're gonna do for season two? You're gonna make the recipe once? I know. Imagine that, and I really <laughs> should because it it's such a delicious recipe. I'm I really don't have the only thing. Okay, so I'll go through the recipe like really quickly, but I had a problem at the end. So I, I have questions for you. So basically, not basically, because this is not just a pound cake. This pound cake has an addition that really surprised me. So one thing that's different about this pound cake that makes it uh, above and beyond Sara Lee, as great as Sara Lee is, <laughs> is it, it includes... Strusel. And if you're a listener uh, to our podcast, you know what big fans we are mm -hmm. of Strusel. <laughs> Anything with a crumb topping. And this is a cocoa crumb topping. So this is yes. a regular crumb topping, but with the addition of the black cocoa. So yes. there are these giant dark crumbles on top and inside of this pound cake, which are just mm -hmm. divine. And if you watch the video that Sola um, uploaded to the website, she makes giant boulders <laughs> of Strusel, which just makes the cake look so inviting. Um, I really enjoyed that addition. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, the Strusel was amazing. And the bits that fell off, we were like scraping off the cutting board. Like my kids were in there like, oh, this is like so yummy. 
a chocolate streusel. I've never had that before. And mm-hmm. it was such a treat. Can you think of other recipes to like steal the streusel and put on top of? Because it was just so easy to make and such a, would I, well, I think next I time put it I like make... on a cheesecake. What do you think? I think it would go great on a cheesecake. I think also the next time I make uh, muffins, instead mm. of I'll do chocolate chip muffins with this streusel on top. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. Wouldn't that be good? Or on top of like chocolate chip scones. Basically, I think anytime you want to enhance a chocolateness of something, mm-hmm. this would be this would be a nice uh, this, thing to put on top. This will this will razzle dazzle them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I I didn't realize I this is the first time I've ever made a pound cake where where I did that, where I put the streusel in the middle and then mm-hmm. on top. I mean, I've done mm-hmm. other coffee cakes where mm-hmm. you do that, but not a pound cake uh, where you do that. Although I think that usually pound cakes don't have sour cream in them, right? I often think of sour cream as being in like the coffee cake, like a sour cream coffee cake, which has the streusel. Mm-hmm. Whereas pound cakes, I always thought the traditional pound cake was a pound of butter, a pound of flour, and a pound of uh, sugar, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know, does, does traditional pound cake usually have sour cream in it? Do you know? I, you know, I made a pound cake a long time ago, but I don't remember. Okay. Something um, tells me there was buttermilk in the one okay. that I made or some kind of acid. And I think that's what the sour cream is there for. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was there for the acid because the black cocoa powder is, it's like they say it's super Dutch. <laughs> Basically what it is, is it's more uh, alkaline, meaning more basic than your traditional cocoa powder. So mm-hmm. I would think you would need a definite acid component to help um, in terms of getting it to be not in just a brick, right? You want right. you want some levity in there. You don't want huge. You don't want the huge bubbles. You know, you, it's not meant to be uh, nice and airy, but it's also not meant to be a brick. And that's right. And there's only there's a tiny bit of coke of uh, baking powder in here. Right. Not a lot. It's like half a teaspoon. Right. So ah, okay. So the eggs and then. Maybe yeah. the sour cream and the cocoa powder are yeah. what provide the the, uh, the texture. Yeah, ah, which I okay. thought this texture was the best because mm-hmm. I've had pound cake that I thought was too dense, mm-hmm. and it's just it it doesn't feel it just feels too heavy. Whereas this one was pound cake. It was definitely pound cake. It had the density that you expect from pound cake without feeling overly heavy, and that's what right. I really enjoyed. I like it when a pound cake slices really nicely and it's yes. beautiful to look at, but it doesn't feel like a dense brick on your plate. Yes. And this one definitely did that. And part of the beauty, I think, is that nice marbling of the black and the white. And mm-hmm. by using the dark cocoa, not only do you get that wonderful flavor of that black cocoa powder, but you get that beautiful coloring. And mm-hmm. it really does look like a black and white cake as opposed to just brown and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were saying that you were going to, that you had some issues or, or I guess first, um, did you do any modifications to this? You know, I didn't make sure that everything was room temperature. And that's one of the notes that she includes as uh. the recipe in the recipe is to make sure that eggs, butter, and sour cream are at room temperature. Yeah. And my butter was pretty good. <laughs> at room temperature my eggs Uh were like a little cold my sour cream was cold and I got kind of lazy and so probably my texture was affected by that so I would make sure to take everything out what would you say like an hour before maybe more yeah so if you forget if you ever forget to take 
things out and put them at room temperature. For eggs, what I do is I just take the whole egg shell and all and put it in a in warm water. Mm -hmm. And then that will bring it to room temperature much quicker. Mm -hmm. uh, and I will take my bowl of sour cream in like a glass bowl and then put it in another bowl of warm water to mm -hmm. if, if I forget. Um, but yeah, I think I had mine out for like two hours ahead of time. Okay. But yeah, I see, I didn't time. do that. I should have done that. And also it depends obviously on the temperature of your house right now. We're yes. in the middle of summer. So yeah. probably you know that. Been less time. Yeah. Um, because I think one of the issues, if you don't have it all being at room temperatures, you can get things to sort of like curdle and, and solidify a little bit while you're mixing it. So it doesn't mix, it doesn't blend as nicely. Mm -hmm. um, so then sometimes you have to keep mixing more uh, in order to get things, to force the blending of things when mm -hmm. they're uh, not all at room temperature. So if things don't, don't, I guess, emulsify properly. Yeah. yeah. Um, what happens to the, like, if you pour something that's kind of curdly into your pan and bake it, what would happen to the texture of that? Um, I think it really depends on, on what your clumps are, right? <laughs> <laughs> For lack of a better word. Right. I mean, so if there were like clumps of butter, which is, tends to be like my problem if I put you know, room temperature right. butter in the mixer with cold eggs, it starts the butter to starts to like clump up. Clump up. Yeah, I think the the problem is that that butter is going to melt. It's going to create some air pockets there where it melted, right? Oh. And so you're just not going to get the the traditional. It depends how big your chunks are too, but you know the traditional mm -hmm. nice for for a pound cake that nice slice, right? where everything looks all uniform. Mm -hmm. um, It'll be all broken, more broken yeah, up and kind yeah. of spongy. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, you said yours worked, right? That you got the yeah. nice texture and everything. So I think it couldn't have been that bad. I think it was probably <laughs> fine. So, or I'm not that picky. <laughs> no. And I think, I think things are, are more forgiving than we realize. I think mm -hmm. so long as it's not like huge problems. I mean, so your butter was probably not room temperature, but it also wasn't cold. Right. Right. And so I think that's, you're probably okay. Um, one thing I did was it does say to just grease the pan, uh, a nine by five inch metal loaf pan. And what I did was I sprayed it with the baking mm -hmm. spray. Mm -hmm. And then I put parchment that went up the side, down on the bottom, and then up the other side with the parchment being slightly taller than the loaf pan. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sprayed the parchment. That way, when it was done baking, it was super easy for me to remove it from the pan. Oh, you just kind of lift, lift lifted it, out. it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had those parchment sleeves. And I like to do that when I'm making something where I know I want it to hold that nice loaf shape. Mm -hmm. And because sometimes I have a hard time getting my stuff out of my loaf pans. Totally. It's narrow. Yeah. So you would have to like saw at it a little bit. And this is nice too, lifting it out because then you won't lose all the, the streusel that yeah. might be loose on top. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> Although having some of it fall off. Oh no, I have to eat it now. So yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she recommends using a metal loaf pan and says that it conducts heat faster than a glass one. Mm -hmm. So that results in like a higher rise, kind of like when you put something mm -hmm. layered or laminated in the oven, mm -hmm. in a hot oven and it mm -hmm. poofs up. 
yeah. using the metal pan seems to have that effect on this cake. And I totally did that and it rose beautifully. It was it a beautiful did. cake. Didn't it rise wonderfully? Oh my gosh. So great. And you wouldn't think it would because it's kind of, it's a dense, you know, a mixture right. with weighed down by these giant pieces of strudel, right. strusel and it, it came out great. I did have a problem baking time. Okay. So let's see. On the recipe, it says, um, did you use, was your loaf pan a nine by five? Uh, standard. Yeah. Okay. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, not 65 to 75 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so it says bake until the crust is deeply browned, which was hard for me to tell because, because it was covered. <laughs> But you can kind of see the edges, like the vanilla edges uh -huh. of the cake. You can see yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see the parts that are poking through that aren't black. Yeah. And so until it's browned, the loaf splits and rises. Uh -huh. Oh, oh, oh. I love this trick where she takes a butter knife uh -huh. and like runs it down the middle of the cake so that the cake knows where to rise and split. I had never oh. done that before. But in my world of baking so many sourdoughs, you would think I would have thought of that to... To score a to cake? To score it for the steam. And I never have in my life. I never life. thought it would work for a cake that doesn't have like a hard crust or something yeah. where, you know, the outside is hard. It makes such a beautiful loaf. Wasn't it pretty? Oh, yes, it was. Brilliant. I'm going to do that from now on. I made a lemon, like a lemon pound cake uh, after I made this one. And I totally did that butter knife trick where you take a butter knife, wet it, mm -hmm. place it down in the middle of your loaf pan and just cut it lengthwise one mm -hmm. big deep cut from mm -hmm. the bottom to the top mm -hmm. and what happens is that the cake as it rises rises in the middle and then poofs out and makes mm -hmm. that beautiful crack and it looks so professional yeah that classic crack that you want that sarah lee does not have by the way no but that, no. <laughs> but that you think of in those bakery uh mm -hmm. showcases right of their mm -hmm. nice slice of cake it always is sort of goes upward like a volcano mm-hmm yeah. It's like the picture of a pound cake. It's yep. exactly what you want to see. And it's yep. because you teach the cake where you want it to rise. Brilliant, yep. right? Yep. So 65 to 75 minutes. Yeah. And so I did that. Yeah. I did 60. <laughs> I always do five minutes less than the least amount of time so that I don't burn it, right? Okay. So I put it down at 60. Okay. I, at 60 minutes, I checked it. And I did the poke test. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't done. So I put okay. it in for 10 more minutes. And then I did the test and it wasn't done. And I put it in for 10 more minutes and it still wasn't done. And I did it for 10 more minutes. I did 30 more minutes. than I did 90 minutes. Really? Yes. Huh. And I think, and it was done. And I should have maybe checked it a little bit more often during that last 10 minutes. <laughs> but it wasn't burnt. It was done. It just, I feel like maybe I, it was dry. So I checked mine at 65. And what I did was I actually took a skewer and inserted it in the middle. In the middle. And just like the way that you traditionally check a cake, you know, uh -huh. and yep. it came out wet. And I was like, okay. And she said, it's a moist cake, but it's better to overbake rather than underbake. So yep. at that point I said, you know what, I'm just going to, uh, it seems like the 75 makes sense. So I put, I, I never took it out. I, I just sort of opened the door, stick my skewer in and do that because my oven doesn't, isn't the best at holding its temperature. Oh, okay. So I try to limit opening and closing it um, as much as I can during a bake. And mm -hmm. so I immediately closed it and said 10 more minutes. And at 75, I 
reinserted this a new skewer and it was beautiful and i thought okay great done and i thought it was perfect oh, so what happened to mine i don't know i should have checked it at 75 exactly stopped but wait did i so it'd be 60 plus 10 70 plus 10 still wasn't done so you no, checked it, it at done. 80 yeah it wasn't done yeah uh, maybe i need to calibrate my oven i think i need to it could be it could be an, do you have a thermometer in your oven it's been a long time since I've used my oven thermometer, so okay. I have to go in. I, it might not work anymore. Yeah, so because the to... fact that you said it wasn't burnt. No, but I did that other trick that I love that she introduced me to. So I'm going to read the recipe. It says, uh-huh. um, this is a very moist cake, and it's better to overbake rather than underbake. Mm-hmm. If the crust is looking very dark partway through, this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Set a wire rack just above the loaf pan and place a rimmed baking sheet on it to provide a shield. Yeah, that's so clever, isn't it? Ah! And you did that? messing around. Yeah, I totally did. Instead of messing around with foil and burning right. your fingers and getting all weird with like oven mitts and trying to cover something and make a shield like for my pie crust. And this so is so smart. What, you put a rack point, and like a heavy thing on top. What point did you do that? Uh, I did that. Let me see. I did that when I checked it at 60 Okay. because she said, uh, you know, like, I'm like, okay, it's been in there for a long time. It's cocoa. You can't really tell when it's burnt. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, it, already right, it doesn't, burnt. <laughs> it doesn't smell burnt. It doesn't appear right. to be burnt. Like I'm just going to cover it just in case. And yeah. so, and then, but the white part of the cake was not browning that quickly. So I'm like, I uh-huh. think it's okay, but I'm going to put the shield on. So I wonder if the shield lengthened my time. Did you use a shield? I did not because at 65, it still looked like it was, and I figured 10 more minutes. If, if at that point at 75, mm-hmm. I, I probably would have, uh, but at 65, it seemed like things were okay. Oh, see, I got nervous. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got nervous. Okay. 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 So yeah, don't overbake it, which is what I did. But it was still tasty. It was just a little dry. Well, and is... as she says, it's better to overbake than underbake. So right. if you're going to air, air on that side. Uh, but well, yeah, I aired. <laughs> so have it with a glass of milk. Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah, how was this cake received by your family? Oh my gosh, so well. <laughs> it was. It it was gone so quickly. It was oh. just gone. Uh, there was the first night, I would say three quarters of it was gone. <laughs> and it's a big loaf. Yeah. And then so then the next day, the girls decided it would be for breakfast. And what the youngest one did was she made it. She really took it over the top. She sliced it, uh, and then she put Nutella on it. <laughs> she treated it as if it was bread. Just a regular <laughs> slice of bread. <laughs> In your house, and, it is just a regular slice and, of bread. And she put, she put Nutella on it. And I was oh. like, oh, are you having toast? She goes, no, it's the pound cake. <laughs> yes. And I said, what's on it? She goes, Nutella. And I'm like, oh. She goes, it's really good. <laughs> I personally don't think it needs anything else, <laughs> but it, it, you know, I'll excuse it because it was the next day. So it wasn't as fresh. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, if you really like chocolate, you know, put chocolate things on a chocolate thing. I understand. I understand completely. 
and how did your family enjoy it? Okay. We, um, I sent, there's only three of us. So I sent half of it to work with my husband and it was apparently devoured. Mm -hmm. Um, but when we were down to the last slices (laughs) and we finished it, my, my, my daughter, had the blues. <laughs> she started crying oh. when I told her we didn't have any more. Oh, no. So I, you know, it, that's a high review. That's a, the highest review I think she can give is like melancholy when yeah. it's done. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Time to make more, I guess. So the bottom line is, I think that we can highly recommend this to our listeners and we hope that they will uh, make it again. Did you try, you didn't try freezing it though, huh? Freeze what? There was I know, that's the thing. Because I was wondering, I was just going to say, I wonder if you freeze it, does it freeze well? Because Sarah Lee is frozen. Sarah Lee is frozen. <laughs> she, I think Sola says something like this in the, in the video she... that she, yeah, she, she freezes it and then eats it from frozen and it's tasty and delicious apparently. Now we got to bake it again just to try that. Just to try that. <laughs> yeah. So, Stacy, what are we baking next week? Next week, we're going to give rough puff pastry a shot. So we're going to use the rough puff pastry recipe by Gordon Ramsay for BBC Good Food. Ooh, rough puff. I'm excited. (laughs) Thanks for baking along with us this week. For links to the recipes and other notes, please check out our website, www.thebakersnotebook.com, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Baker's Notebook. You can leave us a voice message on our website if you'd like to be featured on the show. If you bake any of these recipes, please make sure to tag us on social media. We'd love to see what you create. Until next time, happy baking. Bye.